0: The conversation continues right now, right now, right now, right now with right now, Dominique DePrima on first things first, first things
1: first. Right now is 809-2015-80, 809-2015-80. If you want to join the conversation, um, it is always it's always your um, invitation to do so. And uh, we do have a lot to talk about. You know, there is a quite an interesting article in the Los Angeles Times today about some polling regarding immigration and how the Republican Party is pretty much walking in lockstep on immigration because they just, you know, want to spend a ton of money to build a wall, shut it down, deport people, even though it's worth noting that the times when they have had control of uh, the Congress, when they have had control of the White House, they have not actually done anything. They have not actually put their money where their mouth is and created a comprehensive immigration uh, strategy, which is why right now we do not have one in this country. The only thing consistent is that black immigrants will be treated worse than others. That's the only consistent thing. If you are the um, the caste system, the system of white supremacy is well entrenched in our immigration policy, and that continues to be a through line. But other than that, they haven't done As uh, Stevie Wonder once said, you haven't done nothing. But the Democratic Party is more fractured because some Dems are um, feeling like the border's not secure. Some Dems feel like it's plenty secure. And there is a wide range of views, which means there is dissent. I mean, it's the story of the Democratic Party. It's a big tent. We are more independently minded. We tend to be a little bit less um, party line zombie-ish. And this is an area where we are more divided than others. And it's starting to play out um, in these big cities where you have um, the southern governors dumping refugees, uh, refugee applicants, unauthorized or, you know, undocumented workers, uh, workers, people, um, asylum seekers because it's a political stunt for them, but it's putting a strain on the cities. This is creating more um, dissent within the Democratic Party. And the LA Times article argues that this could be another big vulnerability for the Biden administration. Um, For me, it wasn't breaking news because I have experienced the range of how black people are reacting to our immigration policy for years decades actually on the microphone and there are many folks that call me that say they feel it's unfair competition that um, immigrants are getting services and uh, and breaks that we don't get some of that a fair amount of that is myth people think you can just show up as a migrant and you get a big old check that isn't true but, what we are seeing now is the flooding of, um, you know, some cities, which is creating problems for those city budgets. And I think we have to look at this, what makes sense for the Democratic party? what is what makes sense for progressives? What is a progressive take on this? I think our old-fashioned um, line, if you want to call it that, On immigration for the Democratic Party needs to be updated. And when I spoke with Reverend James Lawson, by the way, if you missed that podcast, you can find it wherever you get your podcast for free, absolutely free, no strings attached. You could also get it on our app. Those are all searchable by KBLA 1580. KBLA 1580. Uh, you can download our app from the App Store, the Google Play Store. It is free. All of our podcasts live there. I would recommend taking a listen to what Reverend Lawson had to say. Um, the show from yesterday, actually, uh, with uh, Joe Michael uh, Nixon, aka the Idea Man, was quite inspiring. You might want to check that one out. Uh, he he went from uh, prison time, being a an alleged bank robber, to having a wildly successful, uh, creative agency, ad agency. And one of the things Reverend Lawson said, anyone, anyway, the point was you, all those podcasts are available wherever you get your podcasts for free or on the KBLA 1580 app. So you can catch up on shows. All mine are there. Tavis's are there, et cetera. But what Reverend Lawson said when I asked him about the anti-immigrant sentiment, which seems to be taking hold, um, in some of the big cities and especially inside of the reparations movement for some um, black folks there, what he said was surprising to me. I was expecting a different response than the one that I got. He, he said that many immigrants who come into this country need to understand the role of white supremacy and how the anti-blackness, um, and white supremacist traditions of this country impact them. And so that they could, I mean, he didn't go into all of this part, but this part is implied that they could recognize and um, honor the work of black Americans in getting justice for everybody, including them, and that they could understand if they go down that white supremacist um, rabbit hole, the illusion of inclusion, they will end up being the victims of it by not being mindful and not understanding the history of this country and just thinking they can uh, skip to Malu right on in. Or as uh, Attorney Nana Jaffe, who's the head of Black Alliance for Just Immigration, always says that they can just leapfrog over Black Americans and disrespect us. And see, that is. Something that is going to have to be addressed by progressives and by Democrats, not just write it off as hateration, which, you know, I do think we need to be aware of hateration. Back to this conversation that we know what's right, we know what's just, we know when we're being kind, and we know when we're being wrong. And so I think we have to be on the moral high ground, but also have our eyes open and update the policy, the line, the way that we're thinking to a more nuanced and justice facing in a real sense, deep justice, not just the surface area. You know, we all love each other. One love. Yeah, I believe that. I end my show with it every day, but that one love does have to include justice and it has to include a real informed analysis of history, of caste, and of the real policies and practices of this country. How do we make that happen? Well, love to hear your thoughts as always. 800-920-1580. But it, it means being mindful. It means being intentional. have got news, traffic, and sports, send your phone calls on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: A safe place to go loud, loud. loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here.
1: 800-920-1580, that's the number, and I would love to hear your voice. Willie from Palmdale, it's you. Good morning.
2: Uh, Good morning, Dominique.
1: Welcome. What's on your mind?
2: Uh I just called uh to say that uh, uh I went to uh Discount Tuesday Movie Theater uh last night and I uh saw the movie The Book of uh Clarence.
1: Okay, I've been hearing good things about it. I haven't heard it. I haven't seen it. Plan to. Um what do you think?
2: I thought it was pretty good. One thing uh one thing it 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 made me think uh about the, the uh the department. Uh, when the Roman soldier was taking uh, someone uh, to be crucified.
1: Now that that story, that show or movie is about, it's a it's a comedy, right?
2: It's a trip.
1: <laughs> it's a trip. You wouldn't call it a comedy; a you'd call it a trip. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it's a, it's a trip, but it, it's it's. I mean, it's just like. It's just like you say, you know, the, the the worst kind of drought is the drought of our imagination.
1: Yep. So
2: well, it's a, it's
1: yeah. A, a, I mean, I a, have a friend more. who saw it who thought it was really funny, and and but I understand it's, co- it's kind of like a spoof on religion, which made me wonder why I haven't been hearing more complaining about it. Because usually, when people take on, you know, religion um, in in a, yeah. in a comic manner. Somebody's offended.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just a uh, like male gift movie, you know. Uh,
1: oh wow, uh, it's that the far out of the there. Christ. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, the Passion of the Christ. That was uh, yeah, it was a big uproar about that from the Jewish community.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, get, I remember yeah, people being mad about it, and I feel like there's been several other others, but um. I don't know. I'm not getting. Willie loved this film. I must rush out and see see that. I'm not getting that from you. Uh,
2: yeah, well, it, it's 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 a very good, interesting movie to grab your popcorn and your hot dog and your your icy your icy coke and enjoy your evening.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. Origins about to come out. That's the Ava DuVernay film, uh, which is based on the movie cast. I plan to see that. Um, Color Purple is out now. I hadn't planned to see that, but I'm succumbing to peer pressure and I'm going to go. (laughs) Um, And now Book of Clarence. But it's, I mean, if you're, if you're a movie critic, thumbs up or thumbs down. What's my bottom line, Willie?
2: Yeah, I'm not a movie critic, but I I enjoyed it. And plus it was Discount Tuesday, so.
1: Right, right, right. I always forget about that. You get uh, cheaper prices for films on Tuesdays. Well, I like Lakeith. Um, You know, he's the star of that, right? Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, he plays, well, in the posters and everything. He's the main guy. I like him. Um, so that's a good reason to go. You know I'm a person. If, if a story's great and the acting is great, that's all I need. I don't necessarily need a star. I don't necessarily need, you know, a lot of action. but if your story's great and your acting is great, I'm with you. Thanks for the movie review, <laughs> Willie. <laughs> I don't I don't I, I didn't learn a lot about it, but I appreciate you uh sharing. No, well, with I don't want
2: to be no I didn't want to be no spoiler. You know, I didn't want to be no spoiler, No, no, but, I'm not asking for a spoiler. Yeah, no sh- spoiler.
1: Yeah. Lakeith Stanfield yeah, is the sure, one I'm- who was in Sorry to Bother You. He was in uh Judas and the Black Messiah. He was in Get ah. Out. You know, uh kinda has uh yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you for calling, Willie. Appreciate the, the check-in on that film. It, when it's cold like this, okay, uh, it's cold everywhere. So, uh, you know, f- I'm talking about LA. That's where I am. It's nothing like the the storms that folks are putting putting up and dealing with uh, on the East Coast. But that's always a good day to go to the movies to me if you can make it happen. Um, I hope I haven't been straying from my plan to always tell you guys some encouraging, fun, uplifting uh, news? I don't think so. Focusing on our wins, we did a lot of talk about uh, the wins. Many in L.A. feel that the resignation resignation of of Police Chief uh, Michael Moore is a win. Um, And so focusing on what we want, not what we don't want, all that good stuff, I love the story of Beverly Johnson. Remember her? She's a model. One of the first really black supermodels. Um, A famous face. You'd know it if you had seen it. And she just got married. Well, she got married um, in Vegas. It was supposed to be secret, but it ended up not being secret. And I love that. The Griot has a story about it. Apparently, she's been um, dating her boyfriend for... Well, her fiance, you know how black folks, we like to say somebody's our fiance and then we never marry them. We just keep them our fiance for like decades. Anyway, they've been engaged for about 10 years and she, um, she had her birthday in October. She turned 71. Her boyfriend, then boyfriend, uh, Brian Malin, Malian. He's a finance, a financier, 74. He said he asked what she wanted for her birthday. And she said, you know what I want for my birthday? I want to get married. And he said, okay. Uh, she said she was really surprised. That's, um, I mean, technically they're fiancés, but he, she said, yeah, I want to get married. So they went to Vegas and, uh, tied the knot. I thought that's sweet. I mean, folks tying the knot in their seventies after a long engagement, why not? Congratulations, Miss Johnson. May or should I say Mrs. Malion? <laughs> uh, I hope you guys have a long and happy, happy marriage. I know, you know, especially for black women, black women over fifty, we're often told you'll never get married. It's over for you. Some of us are not trying to get married. I'm just saying. <laughs> but still want to be in a happy, fulfilling relationship. And I love that romantic story. I always think when it comes to relationships, particularly with black people, this is one place where I tend to ignore the propaganda and the hype. And I don't ignore data. I know that if you look at the statistics, black women are less likely to get married, blah, 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 especially over a certain age. But it's also true that you don't you know, when it comes to love, it's not a statistic. It's, it's your own personal journey, what you manifest, what, what we're now, I'm, I don't want to you know tiptoe over into Zoe Williams territory. He's talking about relationships every day. Well, I like to talk about them too, but he always talks about it in terms of what you learn from a relationship. What are your lesson, lessons that uh, making a relationship sound just like school. And I, I do think that's true. Um, I think he may go like way down the rabbit hole, but Hey, y'all love him. He's one of our most popular hosts around here. Zo Williams, I think that, um, when we look at it in terms of, well, there's, you know, you always hear there's two men for every two women for every man, or there's da, 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 that you get into a mindset of desperation and that's not sexy. Um, nor is it how you want to live your life. I think focusing on a lovely story like that or just, you know, what you want to manifest. So a lot of the women that I know, especially women in my circle who ha- happen to be pretty motivated, successful, spiritual, you know, on on a on a positive kind of vibe, they'll say, "Well, I, uh, you know, I need to be in a relationship." But then even I say it sometimes, but then it's like well, you've had, it's not like you haven't had any offers. <laughs> you just, that wasn't what you were looking for. Which means that you have standards. And don't get off on that Kevin Samuels, like, ah, you your standards are too high. I'm not saying the standard means they have to have a million dollars and be able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Not those kind of standards. Standards meaning what it is that would make you them, each other happy. You know, what, what is, what is going to be best for their growth, your growth, the greater good, (laughs) your life, that kind of standards. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I just, you know, I'm still a romantic after all these years. I believe in love. I think that when we focus on what we want, not we don't want, we'll be happier anyway. Married, single, dating. I don't know all the statuses. I don't pay enough attention to that. Ooh, maybe I should go on Facebook. Who knows what my status is? I don't think I've updated it in a hundred years, but you get the point. Eight hundred nine two oh uh 1580 Michael Evans is in the YouTubes and he says he went to see the discount movies in Lancaster and he saw the book of Clarence and found it to be an excellent movie that everyone should see. Thank you, Michael Evans, for a more clear, <laughs> uh, clear. No, no disrespect, Willie, but it's nice to have a a uh, clear recommendation or thumbs down either way. 809 20 That's where we are at. And uh we'll pivot back to some politics. I just wanted to go on a little love tangent. You're listening to KVLA Talk 1580.
0: More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward your ancestor's favorite radio station, radio station, and your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique De Prima. Right now. right
1: now. Right now, talk to me. Hmm, Interesting that our current Miss America, I know it's not something I focus a lot on, but it is interesting because these are symbols, and these symbols are there for a reason. Our new Miss America is a blonde, blue-eyed, 22-year-old Madison Marsh. She also happens to be a second lieutenant in the U.S. Air Force. And I think it's notable, considering we are in a time of ramped-up militarism, right? The biggest military budget our country has ever seen. More than the Pentagon asked for. Who does that? Mom, can I have $100? Let me give you five. Because we've got that much extra money. We have people starving and unhoused in our streets. Let's give the military more than they asked for. And now your, your Miss America is the first active-duty Air Force officer ever to receive the national title. Hmm. War much? I just don't think these things are accidents in that sense. Oh, this is great. We're busy... Supporting a massive bombing campaign in Gaza. We're busy selling and sending free arms like party favors to Ukraine. (laughs) And now we have an Air Force lady, beauty, an Air Force woman representing us on the world stage as Miss America. Here she comes, Miss America. And she might be bombing a town near you. Highly problematic for me. Uh, it, I'm not disrespecting you, the worker, if you're in our military, but I do think that symbols mean things. And I know we have uh, voluntary armed forces at this point, meaning mostly lower-income folks who need a job are going to go there. My dad was actually in the Air Force. Um, My dad, the late, great Amiri Baraka, a.k.a. Leroy Jones, was in the Air Force. He was kicked out for reading too many books. I'm not making that up. He actually kicked him out for reading too many books because they said he was a communist. And the irony of it is he wasn't a communist at that time. He later went on to become one, so maybe they predicted it. But he was not a communist at that time. He was just an avid reader. Um... Yeah, you get discharged for reading too many books. I feel like it's it's a time when we need to call everything out that that is about escalation of war, escalation of violence, escalation of injustice. The symbols, the signs, the trappings, the budgets, all of it. Another thing I think we need to call out and be consistent, and this is an area where I feel like we can make a difference in terms of making something completely unacceptable, the co-opting of Martin Luther King Jr.'s words, particularly by conservatives who mean ill and harm to working people and black folks. The anti-blackest of the anti-blackest, like this guy, Bill Ackman, who targeted Claudine Gay at Harvard, who was a, is a billionaire, big, big, big donor to Harvard, whose own wife practiced plagiarism, but he don't have a lot to say about that. He brought down Claudine Gay, and now he has the nerve to say that Dr. King would oppose diversity, equity, and inclusion. No. The March on Washington was all about getting people jobs and justice, which means inclusion and equity and diversity. Um, I think, you know, we as black people, we as progressives have the opportunity to influence the discourse sometimes, all the time, but in sometimes it's particularly effective when it becomes incredibly embarrassing, gauche, and well and widely known that you're stupid if you say some of my best friends are black, or if white people use the n-word, as I always say, friends don't let their white friends use the n-word. I think this is the kind of hard line we're going to have to take against the use, the weaponization of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr.'s words against us. I'm Dominique De Prima for KBLA Talk 1580.
0: The station you turn to when you had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. And uh,
1: 80920 1580 is the number that D from Long Beach called, and you can too. Good morning, D
3: morning, Dominique. How do you feel?
1: I feel good, like James Brown. How about you? <laughs> like you knew you would. Like I knew I'm that well. I would.
3: <laughs> I'm well for a um, Wednesday morning. Um, I, you know, I did not know until I heard Nikki Giovanni say it, that your father was actually beaten. I did not know Oh,
1: that. yeah. Within an inch of his life, they cracked his skull by police in Newark, wow. Newark, New Jersey. Yes, they did
3: that's where your brother is now,
1: right? My brother's the mayor there now. (laughs) God's got jokes. (laughs) Yeah, that was during the the 1967 uh, uprising in Newark. They beat him. They cracked his skull. They had him in custody. No one knew where he was. But this is a beautiful thing because poets, my father being a poet, um, Jewish poets, white poets, black poets, Latino poets started protesting and writing to everyone and making this a big deal, including um, among them, my mom, uh, even though they weren't together at that time, um, and Allen Ginsberg and just a whole bunch of people um, that stepped up. And that's how we found out where that's how they found out where he was, because um, no one knew, you know, they had him in the jail somewhere and people were thinking they were going to unalive him, uh, which they did not do. Because of the poets, the poets uh, across the color line standing up and saying, where the heck is Leroy Jones, a.k.a. Ameri Baraka? And when he came out, yeah, he was in bad shape.
3: Wow. Wow. I have two questions and I'll take your answer off the air. Yes, sir. Why are prices higher in the hood? Why are the stairs in the stations higher or more steep?
1: The stairs in what stations are we talking about?
3: It it, it seems, it appears, that the um, stairwells um, in those stations in the hood are are higher. When you say stations, you're talking
1: about fire stations, police stations?
3: Oh, I mean um, uh, train stations. Oh, train
1: train stations. stations. They're very steep.
3: They're extremely steep, and I'm wondering why is that? I I never noticed that. you You would expect a greater incidence of disability in the poorer neighborhoods.
1: Yeah, we also have a and, lot of elderly and folks. Yeah,
3: the elevators are always out of order, right? I don't know
1: the answer to your second question. Maybe we'll have to ask one of our transit officials when they come back on the show. I don't. I don't have the answer to that. For prices, I do. I know you want to take that off the air, and I thank you, Dee, for the call. Um, Marie Deary will be joining us next hour with some important information. If you are a small business, if you are friends with the owner of a small business, there is a new rule that you must comply with. Uh, we'll have some great financial information. As far as prices being higher in the hood, D, this is what I believe. Um, we don't have options so they can gouge us. They can price gouge with impunity. If if liquor stores in Tony neighborhoods like Brentwood charged with a charge in the hood. Those folks would just go to another liquor store, right? Right. They would go to a different grocery store because they have options. Now, you know, and it's counterintuitive because you can get better bargains, you know, in some cases in the fancier neighborhoods than in the community. And we do, they do things like, you know, breakout, you could buy a few cigarettes or one cigar. None of that happens um, in, in the fancy neighborhoods. But if you added up that price, they would be charging way more for the one, the one item, the one pack, whatever. I think it's exploitation of our limited options, uh, news, traffic, and sports. And we'll talk money when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580.